babies to screen vomit the only movie podcast as we all know yep uh i'm kayla and we're here with colin as well yeah 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 we yeah go ahead yeah we um during this um stuff going on in the world have decided to while the movie theaters are closed typically we only do movies that are in theaters at least we record when they're in theaters no promises for when they're released yeah Yeah, we look (laughs) we we get them out when they get them out okay so um during this time we decided to do a special couple episodes very special where we're gonna pick just a couple movies that are not in theaters that are streaming or you can find on your various apps to cover that are good and still semi-recent um that yeah kind of got looked over which is typically our zone (laughs) movies that are good and have been looked over so um (laughs) this time we're gonna do good time (laughs) hey wow i yeah had a good time Watching Good Time. Wow. Um, So, (laughs) Good Time is a 2017 movie that you can currently find on Netflix. So, uh, I almost said for free, but Netflix is not free. It just feels like it is. (laughs) Because everyone has it, and it comes directly out of my account, and I never think about it. Um, (laughs) It's eight bucks or something, yeah. So... This is a Safdie Brothers movie, um, who we know most recently from doing Uncut Gems. Hell yeah. They've only done a couple movies. Um, So, yeah. And this one, this movie actually stars one of the Safdie Brothers, Benny Safdie, which is cool. Yeah, that was really, I don't know why that surprised me or like shocked me in a way, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it also stars Robert Pattinson, who we all know, um, Jennifer Jason Lee, um, who we know from Weeds and Atypical and uh, TBT, Fast Times at R- Ridgemont High. So that's pretty much it as far as people who are in this movie that anybody would know. Everyone yeah. in this movie was an unknown or first-timer or just a real-life person that they cast, uh, which is pretty classic for... The Softie Brothers, aside from, uh, yeah. there were only four people who were, like, actual actors in this, and two of them I just named, and there are two others who you really probably still wouldn't know from anything. But anyway, so yeah, it's mostly yeah. unknowns uh, and real-life people, which is kind of their thing, and I think it's a really cool uh, choice that they make, and it really adds something to the yeah. films. Um, all right, what are our critic scores? We got, uh, I mean, what would you expect from a Robert Pattinson film? <laughs> Great. He's the best actor. <laughs> I hope he's safe. He, okay, on Rotten Tomatoes, it's carrying uh, a classic, a classic percentage. 92. That's a good whole number. Certified French. 92. On Metacritic, uh, we all know Metacritic is a piece of crap. 80 out of 100. Mm-hmm. Here's this, and on, on Wikipedia, there's this, okay, suss out if you can really see what this, how this review means anything, because I don't get it at all. Richard Brody of The New Yorker gave the film a glowing review, calling it, quote, an instant crime classic in the age of Trump. Huh. End quote. 
Interesting. We all know. What does that we mean? We all know and love the New Yorker. <laughs> what is that fucking? What do you mean? <laughs> this knows? this movie could have taken place. It would have shifted things, but it would not massively have shifted the plot if they changed this movie's setting to 1999. Mm. There'd be some major differences. There'd be a little bit of differences, but yeah, you're right. More or less. Overall, though, it's just about these little these scamps. Mm-hmm. Well, scamp mostly. Um, let's watch the trailer and then yeah. we'll get into it. Percy, I gotta come clean with you about something. What? So I told you about my brother, yeah. I told you about the program he's forced to attend and how he shouldn't be there. Don't count your chickens before they hatch. Do you understand that? No. Something happened. I don't know exactly what. My brother's been arrested. He's being held at Rikers Island. He could get killed in there. Sorry, we just have a client that walked in. We're good? You get another 10 grand, your brother will get out. Where are you? How much money can you get right now? Come on, bro. Oh my gosh. Are you kidding me? What do you think I'm doing this for? I want to get him out tonight. It's just gonna make it worse for me. You ever do time before? Is your brother okay? Listen, I want you to come with me. Now you are gonna love it. This place where we are now can be a lot of fun if you let it. You're gonna have a good time. Yeah, yeah, dude. Um, I'll probably end up cutting out some of the trailer audio just because a lot of it is just noise, but I would suggest watching it if you haven't seen the movie because it is for real a vibe. Yeah. You know? They're all about vibes yeah, with this th- film for real. What do you what do you mean? They're all about vibes. Well, Half of this movie uh, is scored, um, like half of the entire entire movie is scored with an original score that they really um, put a lot of attention into to really create a whole vibe. And you get some of that in the just in the trailer and in the Iggy Pop song that's in the credits. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know the way everything looks, like the extreme close up shots, the lighting, like it's all a vibe. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's, uh, it really, just watching the trailer, you really do get a feel for the movie and what it is presenting you with. And it's really, it's, it's, so it's, it's coming. I watched, this is just coincidental. I watched Driver last night with Ryan Gosselin. Okay. Which is outstanding. And that movie is very similar to this, this movie in that it tells you what it is very quickly. Yeah. Uh, and it's very clear, and it is unabashedly itself, and it's distinct. It's very unique and distinct. The shots, the uh, dialogue, the relationships, how people interact with one another, it all is, you see it very, you see it pretty early on, and it's, you can kind of suss out 
the vibes, if you want to call it that, of the movie really easily. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. It, it just lays itself bare. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I it, to be fair, though, the first, like, five or so minutes of this movie just made me cry. Yeah. I don't know what it was about... The, so the first five minutes is Nick and Connie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick is Benny Safdie. Connie is Robert Pattinson. It's just Nick in a uh, psychologist's office being asked these questions. And a very good kudos to Benny Safdie for just doing a lot with a little. Not really giving one or, you know, one word to one to like seven word answers, but not a lot. Not expounding, not not, no details. Yeah, no. What's that mean? Ducks. You know, just like quick responses. But you can just feel tension. Yeah. You feel this discomfort in him and in being, you know, having this psychologist who really, I, I, I probably had his best intentions at, at heart and whatever, but like is not connected to this, this guy um, who is just tense and... I, I was just like, oh my god! I, I was like, oh my god! There, I is he gonna beat the shit out of this psychologist? Because he's asking these questions, and the questions, uh, kind of tick Nick off, or they frustrate him because he doesn't fully understand what he's being asked because they're vague, uh, opaque questions to kind of s- suss out his intelligence level. Yeah. Um. And he f- and he can feel that he can feel being poked and prodded, and it gets across. I I just I was making my morning eggs, my morning microwave eggs, something <laughs> I do at work, and crying, Aww. not because of the egg smell that the microwave eggs make, but because um, I really fucking empath felt empathy for this guy who's just pissed, yeah, and feels unheard and lonely. Great character. Oh, absolutely. Nick is a great character. Yeah. Um, so just a like small synopsis of this movie, if you haven't seen it. Yeah. It kind of centers around these two brothers, uh, one of whom has developmental disabilities, and mm-hmm. the other one's Robert Pattinson. <laughs> 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 no, the other one uh, has recently been... <laughs> the other one's recently been uh, released from jail. And um, basically, they rob a bank, and the uh, disabled brother gets arrested, and Robert Pattinson has to bail him out. More or less, that's the structure of this movie. Yeah. The bank robbery went went more smoothly, more smooth, than any movie bank robbery I have ever seen. So, funny story, the guy who plays Ray in this movie, who later on we see he's the one who's been actually rescued from the hospital. Mm-hmm. This, the base of this movie was based on his prison journals because he just got out of prison um, right no, before. No shit. Yeah. Um, so, they went into this prison because the directors knew that guy because he had been in one of their previous movies, um, which was all about addiction. Okay. So they knew him and were just kind of in close touch with him anyway because they knew him personally. Um, And then over time, 
you know, through visiting the prison so much, they're learning a lot. They just, you know, something was being sparked there. Um, they ended up coming mm-hmm. to the prison a lot and kind of talking to a lot of the inmates, getting people's stories, um, reading his prison journals. And hmm. um, they talk about how uh, those kind of robberies happen all the time that are, you know, really? five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000, not like a ton of money, you know, but like a little bit because the banks have insurance. They happen constantly. Sure. Robert Pattinson mentioned talking to one prisoner who was just who had just been released who had robbed 70,000 or not 70,000 banks. <laughs> That'd had, be impressive. He had robbed 70 banks. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot of banks. Yeah. He'd done those kind of robberies 70 times. That's so, wild. I didn't know those just, things still happened. Yeah. They just happen all the time and it goes under the radar because they have insurance and stuff like that. The so, bank probably doesn't want to publicize it. Oh, yeah. The bank no, probably doesn't want to sure. say like, oh, we got robbed. Even in the article that I read him this quote in, he's like, uh, I don't know if I should actually say this out loud now that I'm thinking of it. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, like they're much more common than you think. And whew, uh, yeah, where to start? Um, the title. Hell yeah. Let's go to the title. That's I kind of have a little bit of structure in my notes. Um, OK. The title of this movie, Good Time, uh, is prison slang that uh-huh. it refers to when prisoners get out early for good behavior. So then they're serving their they're getting out on good, good time. time. Yeah. Um, so the backstory was that Connie behaved well in prison, got released on his good time, and this is how he spends it. So that's why the movie's titled that way. That's just a cool little fun fact. But usually you're still on parole if you get out early. Okay, so there's a lot of method acting in this. There's so many cool facts, and because this movie's been out for a while, we get a lot bigger of a picture. You know, there's been so many articles and stuff about it. Yeah, yeah. Robert Pattinson was basically method acting for... The entirety of this film, he really didn't want to be recognized in New York because they filmed this in New York. So he was living there and um, trying out different costumes and prosthetics and different things and just going around acting like he was a normal person and seeing if he fit in, basically. (laughs) Hell yeah. That rules. (laughs) Yeah, it's really tight. This part was actually written for him. Good. Because he had seen, he just saw a poster of the Safdie brothers' previous movie and just thought the Mm -hmm. picture was, he didn't even watch the movie. He thought the picture of the poster was cool. And so he reached out to them and was like, yo, if y'all are doing something in the future, like, I want to work with you. (laughs) Tap me in. Yeah. Tight. (laughs) Which is wild. Hell yeah. So... I read something where they were talking about how just like walking around with him being normal, they saw this like PTSD quality about him kind of like where he's (laughs) walking around like kind of desperate not to be seen by anyone, you know, like he's kind of been traumatized by his like Twilight and Harry Potter fame. So God, I can't imagine. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, I have felt a small amount of that just going to like shows. (laughs) Because yeah. because I have that weird like music scene uh, notoriety for a while that anytime sure, I went sure. somewhere like everybody knew who I was and they're all watching it's like a very strange feeling even for me and I can't imagine magnified to ten billion for Robert Pattinson where you can't go anywhere yeah yeah so so they were walking around like kind of noticing this this like thing about him he's like terrified to be seen by anyone. 
anyone, you know? So, uh, yeah. so they really wanted to capture that with this story. Um, and I think that they wrote a story that suits that feeling, you know, which was pretty cool. Absolutely. Oh, that's interesting. I know. I thought that was huh. such a cool thing. Um, and he spent, like I said, a lot of time with people from Queens and recently released uh-huh. prisoners doing a lot of research. Um, he would get prisoners to read the script out loud so he could record it on his phone and listen to it when he went to sleep to try and get the accent down. The cadence, yeah. yeah. And I have to say, he did a great job with the accent in this movie. He sounded great. Yeah. When, yeah. when we saw him in Lighthouse, I... Perfect accent. Well, I disagree. I think his accent sometimes took me out of the movie a little bit because I didn't think it was amazing. I mean, it was fine. But there were definitely some parts where you could tell it was slowing him down. Is this a Robert Patton Stan podcast or a Robert <laughs> Patton Tear Down podcast? I still think we're a Robert Patton Stan podcast. We of this course are. This podcast stance is we stan Robert Pattinson. We absolutely do. Robert Podcastson. <laughs> Come on if you want, Robert. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this will be the third movie that we've covered with him in it, um, and, and we've loved every single one. I mean, two of them were on our top five list from last year. Um, this, I have to say, I mean, this is early to say this in the podcast, but I freaking love this movie. It was really good. Oh, this movie's a blast. And um, on the scale of... Honestly, TBH, don't cancel me for this um, because oh, this boy. is a hot take. But uh, between this and Uncut Gems, I kind of oh, I kind of like this better. I agree. I kind of like it this is better. better. Okay, I really agree oh, with I you. I like this a little better. Yeah, no, this is, it is. It is a uh, yeah. No, I <laughs> I totally agree. I mean, it it is a okay. I think a it it is a easier movie to watch. Yeah. Um, I think just like for comfort, for general, general audience, all the bozos out there. Yeah. This, I think, is easier to watch than Uncut Gems. I'm not disparaging Uncut mm-hmm. Gems. It is, a, it is a brash, abrasive, uncomfortable movie. Bottom this line, character... they're both good movies. Okay, let's just say oh, that. I, they're absolutely. both good movies. We get it. Yeah, we got all that. Um, but this, this also, you, empa- yeah. you actually empathize. Yeah, this movie, you know, I feel like Uncut Gems only made me feel stress and nothing else. Whereas mm-hmm. this movie, you're feeling all kinds of things. I mean, throughout the whole movie, you're so I felt so much more connected to the characters, um, to what's going on. Um, I'm like, absolutely. I am not just like desperately anxious to get to the next part to where I feel better. I was more like really interested and excited to get to the next part you know how's he gonna get out of this and you know yeah. not like oh my god he needs to get out of this or he's uh, he's gonna die or something but with this like <laughs> even though the stakes are arguably just as high if not higher mm-hmm. for connie than uh, uh, adam sandler i didn't have that an- anxiety i didn't have that like heart racing gripping the chair um fear Right. I more had. I mean, it I had, still I, was I, intense. It still was intense, but just in a different, absolutely. more enjoyable way. Yeah. 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 So I really liked this. It's outstanding. Yeah. 
Um, let's see. We were talking about Robert Pattinson. Um, I just had a couple more little like fun facts on RP in this. Get him out there. Allegedly, his performance in this movie is what convinced Matt Reeves to cast him in the new Batman. Um, <laughs> he. I don't know how I feel about that yet. <laughs> um, his appearance in this movie. So once he got fully like morphed into this character, I mean, mm-hmm. we can get more into this later, but most of what they shot they didn't close down streets they didn't close down locations there were real people on the streets you know all around this and he didn't get recognized one time he didn't get one picture snapped of him um between having that big old goatee um they had like some stuff going on with his skin and um and his hair his wild hair i loved it they said by the by the um after a while, his hair started falling out in chunks because of how many times <laughs> they went back and forth between bleaching it and dyeing it black to match the other brother. Um, just back and forth while oh they're my shooting God. this movie. Why did they not shoot in <laughs> chunks? Shoot. Well, it could be a thing where like they tried to, but then it's like, oh, well, we actually need to get this other scene, you know, or whatever. Oh, my. Yeah. <clears throat> so I guess when shooting wrapped, he shaved his head. And that's the time that they got the mugshot photo where that they put on TV in the movie was after shooting wrapped and he shaved his head. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, pretty pretty wild. And in acting this movie, the characters, besides um, Benny Safdie and Robert Pattinson, nobody was given Mm -hmm. a script. They were kind of just told to improvise every scene. And then RP and Benny were told to just react to others as well as they could and go by the script as much as, you know, they can. So I think that's a really cool way to do stuff just like there's so many touches that they put in their work that really give it such a like like a real feeling you know i don't know how to like describe it um just feels so authentic you know yeah you really feel it's a good new york it's a good new york movie both this and uncut gems are very it does feel completely authentic new york in comparison to movies that are like Oh, uh, I, uh, the literally the only movie I, I can think of set in New York is uh, New York Minute, starring Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, uh, which I've never seen. Hey, you ever seen a um, little show called The Sopranos? Not set in New York, <laughs> New Jersey. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen a little show called The Punisher? The Punisher. <laughs> I did not watch The Punisher. I did, but. <laughs> <laughs> was it good? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> All right, and that's that's pretty yeah, much what I heard. Not really my cup, you know. It's the yeah. Punisher is like a military guy who goes crazy. Uh, military, yeah. it's like a whole thing. Uh, yeah, who gives a crap about <laughs> military industrial complex? Yada yada yada. <laughs> hey, are we in a freaking New York <laughs> podcast here? <laughs> Um, anyway. <laughs> no, but this feels like New York because it's fucking... Because it is New York. Gross. Yes. It's dilapidated settings. It's yeah. these, like, hole-in-the-wall restaurants yeah. that are like, oh, God, why would you eat there? Yes, it's so completely New York. Mm-hmm. 
and in in a, a true way. And so that's like a kind of a great segue into um, the way that they filmed this and locations and stuff like that. Like um, the scene in the subway was shot during rush hour with real passengers on the oh train. My God. And in order to shoot unnoticed, they directed Robert Pattinson by text. They were texting him um, <laughs> while the camera and crew was all, they were all in the same wagon filming like covert ops. Yeah. Um, the scene where he goes into the hospital was shot in an active emergency room with real patients. Um, the mental Dangerous. hospital at the beginning is a real mental hospital with real patients. None of the locations were locked down from the public. So anytime they're outside uh, and everything, it's it's all just like people on the street, like regular old people. Yeah. When they're shooting at the mall, there's like a scene where the cops chase them through the mall. Yeah, they didn't shut down the mall. Those are real shoppers in the mall. Uh, apparently, a few of the customers even tried to block the police from chasing Robert Pattinson. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Which kicks Hell ass. Yeah. Kicks ass. I fucking, oh, man, one thing I love rules. about New York, I gotta say, is how much they fucking hate cops. Um, yeah, they hate you cops You see all those city. videos of people jumping to turn styles or... Uh, doing shit like this, like hell yeah, solidarity, brothers. Beautiful, I love it. Mm, chef's kiss. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, all that's just really cool and wild. Um, the actor that plays the bail bondsman uh, is yes. actually a bondsman with his wife, who's in the movie, uh, and they own that bail bonds place for the last twenty years. It's a real bail bonds place. <laughs> it seemed authentic. Yeah. He seemed like a real bail bondsman. Yeah, so like Just unpleasant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of this stuff is like so it's just so wild. That's insane. That's so bold. I love that. Yeah. The actor who played the psychiatrist uh at the very beginning and he's in the film later too, but he's, yeah. um he is in real life a criminal defense lawyer. Oh. And he <laughs> had to represent uh, both Josh Safdie and uh, Buddy Duris, who plays Ray, who we mentioned just got out of prison. Uh, so yeah. he was Buddy's lawyer while during his thing before the movie. And then Josh Safdie got arrested during filming, and so he had to represent him, too. Um, oh, cool. He got arrested for driving with a suspended license in a quote shady car i don't know what that means <laughs> it happens man i got i got dinged for a suspended license me me and benny safty solidarity solidarity brothers <laughs> um yeah so like all those things are so cool and they really add to like the authenticity of the movie yeah it's just really cool so we can kind of yeah maybe just like jump through what happens in the movie yeah, um, uh, or or some 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 highlights. Highlights. Oh, also should say like um, Benny Safdie does play somebody with <clears throat> mental disabilities. Yes, but uh, they do mention that they tried to. They were looking into casting somebody with that actually has those disabilities, but they didn't want to have to push them to like and and legitimately upset them to get them to perform some of these scenes which are upsetting so yeah so they did just that go makes with sense Benny. yeah okay this movie and color 
is something that is a broad... I know you just said you want to run through the movie. I'm so sorry. But that links me to, like, one of the first scenes that, like, blew me away, which is post the um, bank robbery. Mm -hmm. They get in a getaway car, which... Who was that guy? Just a getaway driver? It was an Uber driver. (laughs) Oh, it was Uber. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that poor guy. Yeah. Um, And the die from the money goes off, Mm -hmm. and it's this fucking bright pink shit. Yeah. And it's floods the car and it's pouring out of the car and they're covered in pink. Yeah. And it's so fucking it just draws your eye to it. You can't look away. Yeah. Um because it's so bright in contrast. I mean just to the gray and dull city background. Mm-hmm. Um and then they end up running into a Domino's uh <laughs> yeah. And a scene that I just, I don't know, I loved it. They just ran in there and just, he just kept yelling. They run to the bathroom and the manager's hey, like, get my, out, get my out. IBS friends out there know what's that like, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely running full speed into a restaurant and going straight to the bathroom and locking the door. <laughs> you got, in there, you probably got, you got IBS? <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We've talked about this. <laughs> we have talked about that. <clears throat> I have something. Hey. I, I guess I can't say technically is it IBS. Is IBS even real? No, it's just a cop out that doctors what? think they don't know what's going on in there. It's IBS. <gasps> <laughs> really? Yeah. Come on. Get real. I yeah. didn't. No, I didn't know that because I've never had like digestive issues. So I've never oh, yeah. had to deal with it's just like, a catch-all for, like, it. something's not right inside of you, and sometimes you have diarrhea uh, constantly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know why. Let's call it IBS. <clears throat> Jesus. Yeah. Um, we also uh, should mention the bank robbery, those masks. They're, like, costumes to do the bank robbery. Insane. Yeah. The Yeah. To sh- just realistic, like, people-looking masks with like construction Ugh. worker outfits on was wild yeah but yeah so when they run into this dami nose uh benny is freaking out because he doesn't like stuff on his face yeah so he's like screaming and just like hurling and like retching um he drank toilet water yeah it's it's yeah. so intense it's really good though but yeah, so then they put on clean clothes, they wash up, they're walking outside, and uh, a cop stops uh. them, and RP's like, yo, play it cool, like, we didn't do anything, alright, be cool, be cool. Yeah. And so the cop comes over and just like, uh, hey, uh, what's your name, basically, and then Benny just takes off running full speed, so obviously that makes them look insanely guilty so then they both have to take (laughs) off running they're running everywhere it's so intense and then benny fucking runs through a glass door oh and falls right on his face oh my gosh so intense yeah connie gets away yeah this is what where it got very stressful for me yeah so connie uh connie's like um what's the word here his mission Oh, I'm looking for it. Anyway, Connie's mission now is to try and bail his brother out and save his brother. Yeah. This whole... Mission works. Yeah, this whole movie is kind of like... Um, it's all brotherly love, like Connie trying to take care of his younger brother, but 
Connie himself is kind of too narcissistic and like fucked up to like really understand yeah. what his brother needs, you know? Yeah. So yeah, that's his like his target now is bailing his brother out. Uh, and also obviously he feels like some kind of guilt for for yeah. uh being the one who got away. And then we yeah. meet uh, right around here, Jennifer Jason Lee. Oh, and love this. Okay, I gotta say, normally I hate Jennifer Jason Lee. I don't like really? her acting. I don't like the way she looks is like not natural for any part because she's so like plastic surgeried up. She just like doesn't even look like a regular human anymore. Oh hell yeah. Um I think she's annoying and she always plays like shitty annoying characters. But yep. in this movie, I loved her character. So that is really that's really saying something here. And <laughs> she's also playing much younger here. Because in yeah. in real life, she's 58 years old, and Robert Pattinson's 33, so there's, like, a pretty significant age difference, and she seems, if not around his age, even younger in this movie. I had no... I was shocked, because uh, I was like, Jennifer Jason Lee, I was like, what have I seen her in? And I was like, oh, just, like, The Hateful Eight, uh, which she... Yeah. But, like, I, she's, like, kind of, she's kind of ageless there. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, she's, she's been acting I was, since the 70s. She's been in a lot of things. I was, I just thought they were doing a straight up like, oh, she's like 50 and she's just dating this younger guy. That's how I read it. I just think it didn't really like play that way. I mean, because she lives with her mom, you know. Um, Plenty of 50 year olds live with their mothers. <laughs> I guess. But just like the way that she was acting, she just didn't seem like she was that age. But who knows? I loved her character. I thought it was so authentic. And then just like this, the way she was acting, I don't know, just like the insanity with her and her mom was so wild and cool. And like, yeah, it, I don't know. You just don't see that kind of shit a lot. And I don't know. There's like, it's weird to like think or say out loud. But like, I grew up in a like, in basically poverty and like places where really poor people with really fucked up families that were all like drug addicted and like you know whatever lived um yeah so like watching shit like this there's there's some element of nostalgia to it for me (laughs) sure (laughs) and like i don't feel like it gets captured in in an authentic way that often in film sometimes but but not that often really i agree yeah true 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 poverty yeah. like current what poverty really looks like is very difficult to capture um yeah. because it's not just like ooh, i'm sitting around with my with my bag of beans right uh the first thing that's this is why i like i i feel like it's good she's living with her mother and she is 30 plus yeah. Very common uh, in poverty. Poverty for folks to just live, to, for generations to live together. Yeah. Um, People running around wildly with, like, undiagnosed mental issues and, like, drug addictions yes. they're trying to hide and, like, jobs where they do something that's unclear that they work at for 60 hours a week so they're working to their little ends of their bones with their... Uh, also having mental illness and whatever else is going on and just being yeah. insane but um acting like it's normal um, yep. like there's such like uh mood you know 
<laughs> po- yeah, poverty is a mood. <laughs> uh, honestly, mood. So, <laughs> so but yeah, oh so there's like, something weirdly nostalgic to it for me. And I think Jennifer Jason Lee really captured it in this. And I loved her character. It was great. Yeah, she's outstanding. She's like, I don't know how to describe her. She's like, I don't want to say, I'm trying to think of a word recently because pathetic is not right. Because it's, but it's pitiful. But pitiful isn't quite right either. But it's just like, you you know, she she seems like a a a decent person and she's with this, let's be honest, kind of shady guy in RP. Like, not probably not the best partner, right? Um, which also who, who, typical. <laughs> yes, who is using her? Yeah. Um, keep going. Literally for ten thousand dollars. <laughs> using her, taking all her money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. What am I saying? <laughs> Trying to find a word. Oh, I don't know what it is. Where it's like you, I do have this respect for her, but I do pity her. Yeah. Because of the situation she's in. Yeah. I don't know. But that it's such it's such like a typical thing for people in that class, in that time, in that, you know, space of your life. Like, that's just kind of how it is. <laughs> yeah. That sucks ass. For a but, lot of folks. But yeah, for a lot of folks. And it's Damn. a yeah hard place to get out of. Uh, or mm-hmm. even to realize that you need to get out of. Um, so, yeah, heartbreaking, devastating, um, but we love her for this. We do. Um, okay, so when they're doing this, she's at the bail bondsman trying to get her mom's credit card to work, etc. This is when they find out that RP's brother is in the hospital. He's gotten in a fight in jail, and he's been hospitalized. He just got the shit kicked out of him. It's more like it. He didn't look much of a fight. Yeah. Which, I mean... I already know the answer to this, but my question wants to be, why isn't he put in, like, a special zone for people who have, you know, mental handicaps, <laughs> yep. you know? But yeah. my body no, already knows be. the answer to this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We all know the dark, sad answer why. Yeah. Um, God bless our prison system that we all know and love. Um, so, <laughs> And also our mental health care system. Same thing. I know. I... Uh, two sides of the same stunt. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. So now Connie's new thing is to break his brother out of the hospital. He can't let his brother sit in this hospital. He has all these covert ops going on. This is where the ball's really getting rolling. It's wild. Dribbled. Yeah. So... <laughs> he goes to the hospital. He sees the cop outside the room. He stands outside this room all night trying to kind of wait for the cop to go away. Oh, and it's so, it's just so good. He's trying to play it cool, you know, a little, uh, oh, can I use your phone or like whatever he says. Oh, you want yeah. I'm going downstairs. You want a donut or something, you know? So finally he gets into the room. He breaks out the person inside and sneaks onto the handicap bus um, that's like taking people from the hospital. You know, this is all yeah. just so like, how is he doing this off the dome? His character, you know, <sighs> like seeing the other man in line to get on the bus. And he's like, oh, please, can my brother go first? He's cold. He doesn't have a coat, you know. 
Um, yeah. And his brother, it has his whole entire face wrapped because he's, you know, presumably been fucked up. They get on the bus and then it gets to the last stop and they're still on the bus and he comes up with a whole nother thing of like, oh, I swear I called them. Like, they didn't tell you. And then, like, luckily the guy's like, oh, man, this has been happening recently. Like, <laughs> yeah. So it just like all it's like where there's like a lot of lies building up, but they're all kind of working out for they're him. Working. Yeah, they're working yeah. out. So yeah, they have him drop him off a couple blocks away and then they just like scoot back over to where they were and go inside <laughs> these people's house. This was bold. Yeah. So yeah, he goes inside this lady's house and asks to use her phone, but really it's like what are they going to do? <laughs> you know, like yeah. how how are they going to get out of this one? <laughs> he he is a king. He just, yeah. he's like, is this character, uh, Connie, is just like a guy who is like, I'm I'm just going to make this shit up as I go. And you know what, man? If I get in jail, that's, I guess, how this story ends. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like if this were, I mean, I almost feel like it's something about their class that, like, they're willing to even let each other be like this, you know? Like... Like yeah. poor people are so often like more willing to take care of each other. <laughs> like if oh, that family sure. seemed like they were well off, they wouldn't have let them in the house, you know. But no, they live in like a trashy like basement apartment, basically, and with a cell phone that has to stay plugged in or it doesn't work. Like <laughs> that, yeah, that <laughs> this is, is big so truth. like yeah, it's all so real. Yeah, it's a woman. This this house yeah. is a woman he met on the bus. Yeah. The handicap bus. And she's just nice as can be. Let's him in. Let let's the uh the bandaged Nick even like lay down or go in a room or something. Mm-hmm. And he then makes up a Connie, story about waiting for his mom to get off work. That's what it is, yeah. yeah. Um, and then Connie's sitting watching TV with this sixteen year old granddaughter. Of the woman's apartment. And While he's here, this is also where he bleaches his hair. He's just like looking around the bathroom rough. and finds hair bleach. I was like, I when that happened, I was like, why is why is my man shampooing? And then uh That's some shit uh, I would do though for real. I'm always looking through people bath bathrooms. When I used to tour just, and stuff, you better believe I know that shit in everybody's bathroom cabinet. <laughs> I think he would have been fine without bleaching his hair. <laughs> well, I think he knows that, like, people are looking for him. I under... Yeah, no, I was able to, like, suss out, like, people were looking for him, but I feel like... Shave your beard! Or shave your goatee! Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was just... And, and this... You know what, though? This does connect to the movie's uh, uh, obsession with, with color. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the bleach hair does become this constant uh a, a constant and kind of a point of like for me at least focus and like uh discord against a lot of dark backgrounds yeah um it's a super cool choice to have him just bleach his hair midway through yeah for sure so he bleaches his hair then they're watching tv and his mugshot oh, comes no. up on the screen of, oh, like, no, no. look out for this man. He's a weird robber or whatever. Mm. And so to distract the teenage girl, he just starts smooching her, which is pretty no, uncomfortable, no. <laughs> let's yeah. be honest. 
But at least I feel like the film portrays that, like, he wasn't legitimately hoping to get anything out of that. He wasn't necessarily wanting that relationship. It was just because of desperation for himself not to get caught. And it's survival tactics. Yeah, survival tactics. It's just what Connie lives off of. I mean, yeah. throughout the whole movie, it's just him doing sur- like m- spur of the moment survival. How am I going to get out of this? I could, you know, I could. His two choices at that moment were to like hurt that girl or yeah. just distract her in some way. Yeah, and kind of like I, I mean, oh, you know, baseline. Let's just say. Older dudes should not be getting with 16-year-olds. We all agree. Okay, we all agree. But I have a lot of feelings on it, yeah. However, as a person who was formerly known as a 16-year-old girl, um, <laughs> this did give me so much flashbacks to, <laughs> to my entire lifetime, baby, but <laughs> particularly my teenage lifetime. Um, <laughs> uh, it was done really authentically. Just like her reaction after that, the way she's like instantly like, "Yeah, I guess I'm hanging with you now," or whatever. Yeah, and him saying no. some bullshit out of his ass, like, "Oh, I feel like we're all connected, and like you're part of this larger plan of my life, and whatever," just so that he can get whatever he needs out of her. Which is, at that moment, like, the car and the phone. Yeah. Um, is like, wow, PTSD on me. <laughs> sure. No. Teenage girls in the shelter all the time are talking about their 24-year-old boyfriend. Yeah, They're if you really want to get 30... into it. Yeah, me being a young 16-year-old, I can't tell you how many people over the age of 20 uh, were dating me, tried to date me, etc. Yeah, lots. Um, especially like it's so many fucking creeps. That was right around when, like, when I was sixteen. Probably when I was about fifteen would have been like when the internet started like really being a thing. Okay, yes, I'm uh, ancient. Okay, let's deal with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so yeah, so like yeah, people were chatting me up on AIM or like whatever, yeah, yeah. whatever the thing was back then. So, yeah, I don't know. Wild times. I can't imagine yeah. what it's like now for teenage girls, just with how much like of their information is everywhere all the time and how accessible it is. Uh, it's kind I've of scolded a lot of scolded a lot of teenage girls about older men. Yeah, uh, and basically just like I've just constantly been like, they don't care for you. I know what they say is yeah. nice but like these there's a reason like why aren't they not dating people their own age ask that question why yeah. are they going for someone younger and i'll tell you my parents said the same thing to me but you know what i said I know, and these... when you're not looking i'm sure gonna be at that guy's house <laughs> i was so i'm so pissed off at you <laughs> i shut the fuck up hey me collie J, I have dated age appropriate my entire life the oldest person I've dated, two years older than me. The youngest, I think three. Even as like an <laughs> older teenager, for me, like when I was 19, I dated two different guys that were in their 30s. Um, that They were both Ugh. 33, actually. Two randomly separate, not 
they didn't know each other or anything like that. Um, just happenstance, two different guys <laughs> that were in their 30s. And guess what? Uh, now that I'm older, or even just a few years after that, uh, I realize that those guys are pieces of shit, and there is a yeah. reason why even that age difference, uh, there's a reason for it. <laughs> yeah, and it, it is wild. I mean, you have carried it on, though, because Gooey is 72. Yeah, that's true. Actually, Gooey's Gui- Gui- ancient. <laughs> um, let's be honest, I am the cougar here. Gooey is younger than me. <laughs> Are you really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Just by one year, but yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a cougar now, um, <laughs> but I think they're actually the only person I've ever dated that's younger than me. Wow. In my life. So yeah. Um. Anyway, that's my entire dating history. Um. <laughs> what was the worst date you ever went on? What was the worst? Okay. Date? Did these Here's... Did these older men? Can we do this? The I can think of one that immediately comes to mind. Okay, okay. Um, so I would have, this would have been 16. I would have been 16. Um, oh my God. Possibly 17. Not older than 17. Um, yeah. Pretty sure 16. Anyway, all right. When I was in high school, I was really into religious studies, especially like non Christian religions. Um, uh-huh. So I was reading this book from the library about the oh my God. Quran. Uh, nerd alert. I know. And it wasn't the Quran, but it was about the Quran, kind of a study of it and, and that. Um, and uh, some guy had put his live journal uh, <laughs> username in there with like a note. I don't remember <laughs> what the note said. Anyway, bada bing, bada boom. I started following him on live journal. We started talking. We started texting. We started calling. Uh, he was maybe 27, somewhere around there. And... Um, eventually we met up i went to his house um and i don't know if it was supposed to be a date or what but it did seem like there it was like a a possible romance thing happening so anyway i drove all the way across town to his house he lived on a different side of town than me he would not let me in the house because his mom was inside so we sat in his backyard and he read the Jewish Bible to me for two hours, and then I went home. <laughs> that <laughs> also sucks. up to up to that point, I had never seen his face because we were live journal friends. Was he hot? No, he was possibly the ugliest person <laughs> I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it was so ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's he amazing. Was so ugly. Holy shit. So, that, all of that was happening, um, and it was all weird. Uh, uh, so, that's just one that comes instantly to mind, but I'm sure there have been so many, and po- probably many that have uh, completely blocked out of my mind at this point. Wow. <laughs> wow. So, life's a wild ride. Um, actually, even my very first boyfriend I ever had, I was 13 and he was 19. Okay, sexy. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. He, uh, what, we were both mall rats, and he took me to a corner of the mall and said, do you, Hell yeah. he said, do you think you could take a chance on a scrappy white guy like me? And I didn't know what that Sorry, meant, so I'm I said, "Fuck up." I'm out. I said yes, not knowing what he meant by that. Just thinking, "Oh, I, does he want me to be his friend?" Okay. Um, and then he told everybody I was his girlfriend. Oh. How long did y'all stay together? 
well, it was about a couple weeks because um, I was so afraid to talk to him after that because I did not want to be his girlfriend, but I had sure, I sure. had agreed to be his girlfriend. So then, what do you do in that situation? I yeah, also you can't go back on that. Up until the age of thirteen, what me personally was extremely ugly, not popular, acne, frizzy hair, chubby, etc. Uh, and then when I was 13, like a flip switch and suddenly I was hot and I didn't know what to do with that. Um, <laughs> so that was like the baggage I was bringing in. Um, oh yeah. What baggage? You know. Hot. Tur- I just got hot. Well, here's the thing. I only realized I was hot as a teen, uh, maybe last year. So, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now yeah. that I've circled back to being ugly again, I'm like, God damn, I was hot <laughs> for so long, and I did not know. I wish I knew. <laughs> uh, anyway, you know, you've heard the song. She's pretty and doesn't know it, etc. Um, <laughs> that that was you. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> they wrote that song about me. <laughs> They wrote that song. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't. Let's be honest. I was not really hot, hot, but I was much hotter than what I am now. (laughs) And certainly much hotter than what I was as a young child. Anyway, I only saw that guy one other time, in which he cornered me in the arcade and gave me my very first kiss. Um, And then I never. Well, I may have talked to him a couple more times. I don't know. I remember one time him trying to get me to leave with him in his car from the mall. And when we were walking out of the mall, uh, my mom was walking in the mall, and I passed her. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, I actually, I guess I have to go with my mom. So who knows what would have happened if I would have went with this man in his car as a 13-year-old. I fucking don't know. Um, And then the next thing I heard was like, some girl that was in our friends group that had like gone away somewhere was coming back and her and another girl were like arguing over who was going to have sex with this man first and i was like well i guess we're broken up now i don't know (laughs) wow that was my first relationship and it really set the tone for the rest of my relationships (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah So now that we've talked about my dating history for 35 minutes, um, sorry, onions, onions, onions. Back to the movie. Where were we? This chick gets kissed. Then. (laughs) Yeah, God, we are. Then screaming. Not far. No. Well, we're about halfway, three quarters through. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the screaming. Screaming from the other room. The brother wakes up, and then we find out it is not the brother. (laughs) That hilarious to me i thought it was so funny random man (laughs) (laughs) it's just a a classic uh mix them up a classic mix them up Um, so robert pattinson had not verified any of the id information didn't look at any charts etc just you know picked some dude out of the hospital there were cops outside his door it must be my Uh, brother yeah so um, so they just have this random guy, and uh, yeah, it's wild. So they're like, the plan was to just drop this guy off back at the hospital, but yeah. they're so they take the grandma's car. They they're all three of these people are driving to the hospital. There's a billion cops outside; they can't go to the hospital, so they go to yeah. White Castle, <laughs> and they're figuring out a plan. 
And their plan is to go to Adventureland, baby. Um, yeah, gonna go. Robert Pattinson was like, hey, we need to go visit an old love of mine. An old love named Kristen Stewart. Did you ever see the movie Adventureland? <laughs> uh, I don't remember the movie, although I'm pretty sure I saw it. Um, I've seen it like five times. Yeah. Uh, it's not so that good. S- somewhere in here, there was a story about uh, that Ray tells from... Yeah, it's right here. Is it right here from when he just got out of prison? Yeah. And, the um, long... Yeah. Yeah, so in the movie, he just got out of prison, he's in a taxi uh, trying to get wherever he's going, and he doesn't have money on him, and he was going to get money from whoever he's going to, Um, Mm -hmm. and then the taxi driver is kind of like, oh, no, like, you're a criminal, like, fuck this, I'm taking you to the cops, or something like that, and he's like, y'all aren't going to scam me again, or whatever, and Ray's so freaked out that he just, like, kind of tucks and rolls out of the car. Um, which ends up being how he landed in the hospital. Um, yeah. But this story was actually a true story <laughs> of his <Huh>. real life <laughs> that they pulled from his prison journals. All right. It's a wild story. It's just him bopping yeah. around, getting drunk and doing acid. Well, at least like, I don't, I don't know about the bopping around parts uh, <laughs> afterwards, but at least the story of being having to jump out of a moving taxi, um, at least that part was real. I, I can't speak to all of it. But okay. uh, the quotes I have are like, um, the taxi driver just went apeshit. He put his foot on the gas and said, fuck this, I'm taking you to the precinct. And he's speeding. It's the middle of the night. There's no cars around. He was whipping around corners and running red lights. And this guy, um, what's his real name? Buddy. Oh, Buddy Duress yeah. was on parole at the time and was out past his curfew and was like, no way, I'm not letting this happen. And kept waiting for him to slow down, but he never did. So finally, he just opened the back door and jumped out. <laughs> like, so insane. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Get, that's what get, I said. Get going. Get, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah. So, um, pretty wild shit. But basically... Jeez. Uh, he's telling this story to get to the point that his friend had a whole Mountain Dew bottle full of acid. Oh, my God. Are you kidding me? It was a Sprite bottle. Whatever. It's green. Okay. Oh. Full of acid. And they had ran through Adventureland trying to escape the cops. And the guy had tossed the bottle somewhere. So the bottle's worth a bunch of money. They can get the bottle. They can split the money. Bada bing, bada boom. Mm-hmm. They're out of the scenario. So they go to Adventureland. And they're looking around this thing, and a security guard comes in. Yada, yada, yada. They end up giving the security guard a bunch of the drugs. Yeah, they beat him up. Yeah. And Ray to be like, just so that you don't, like, you're fucked up when they wake you. When the cops inevitably inevitably wake him up, he just pours... I mean, this Wikipedia thing says the LSD solution in the bottle was worth several thousand dollars. I mean, that's a ton of acid. Yeah. If you're yeah, selling it one drop at a time and it's a whole bottle full, yeah. He just pours, like, I mean, to call it a splash it makes it sound small, but it's like a, a gulp worth. Yeah. Of, of Sprite, of acid Sprite in his up. mouth. and Yeah. And I think we've he... all heard stories about somebody who got way too fucked up on acid and now they're fucked up for life. Is that just me? <laughs> that's, that's just you. Yeah, no, story. everyone I know who's done acid has just been like, yeah, I saw I mean... the strokes. <laughs> I mean, like, 
a lot of places there are stories of like like when I was younger there was this guy Rock and Rob is what we called him. Oh and my like, god. The story was that like his parents fed him a bunch of acid when he was a kid, like way too much and then he got so fucked up that he never came back basically. And I know that that's his story isn't the only story like that and who knows if it's true or not. He was kind of fucked up, but I don't know if that's the reason or what. Is he still rocking? I have no idea. Um, that was another case of me being a 13-year-old mall rat, and this man was probably 40. I don't know. <laughs> R.I.P. Rock and Rob. <laughs> uh, I have a random picture of him from back then. I don't know. Um, we should find him. Yeah, not really Get him on the pod. He told me I look like Pamela Anderson. That's really the main uh, interaction I had with him. Um, look, you do. You look yeah, dead on practically like twins. Pam Ann. <laughs> I told you I was a hot teen. Um, so they drug the fuck out of this guy, and he wakes up, and he's all crazy. Um, and he takes, uh, RP takes that guy's security outfit, erases the tapes, busts his King friend move. out, and they bail, basically. When he comes yeah. back to the car, the girl's getting arrested. And both of this these- This broke my heart. It Yeah, for sure broke my heart. Both of these, you know, it's the two black people in the movie, basically. Um, And they were really, like, they were trying to say something with this. Like, I mean, the time this movie was released was really, like, the start of, like, the peak of Black Lives Matter and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. They're kind of just, like, society is so fucked up that, like, this plan could actually work that, like... Um, he could just take the security outfit and not be questioned because he's white. It made, you know, yeah, it made perfect sense to me. I will. I didn't question any of it. Yeah. I was like, of course this would happen. Of course they would just believe this white guy's the security guard. And there's this like super drugged up black guy in here who's be- had, the, had the crap beat out of him. So he must be, you know, he's a criminal and he broke in here, yeah. uh, but he can't defend himself, but he's black. And then this, what's this little uh, teenage black girl doing walking around here? Yeah. Um, so yeah, they definitely did that intentionally and they're like, Connie would know that that, that would be how cops would react to black people versus white people that he could act like he's in charge and they would just think, oh yeah, this nice white man, he's probably is in charge. And this, you know, raving lunatic, druggy black man as they all are, you know, or whatever would be how cops would, you know, Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which sucks ass. Let's be clear. This podcast stance is that sucks ass. Um, Absolutely. But, <laughs> but is still true, you know? Um, yeah. That those are the stereotypes and systemic racism and stuff that we're working with out here. So, yeah, he, he played into that in the movie and um, got away. Oh, the, the girl's face, just like the look of betrayal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then because him just he, having to be like, I don't know her. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my just God. Just completely uh, uh, Peter uh, from the Bible, if you've read that. Hmm. When he betrays, ever heard of it? Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's just like, I got no idea who this fucking girl is. Like, I got to get back to my freaking security job here on Adventure I- Adventureland Island. Adventure, Adventure Island. Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, ugh, yeah. So they they both go in the in the security jeep and and bail, and they this go to the, part. What? This next part gets is unbelievable to me. What is that? 
So they, they, they get into the security guard, because they steal everything off the security guard, right? Uh-huh. And they get into the security guard's apartment, and it is a nice apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. It's decked out. What's a security guard making? What's a night security guard making at Adventureland? Yeah, probably not a ton of money. <laughs> but who knows? Maybe he got a settlement from a dead relative or something. You're right. You're right. I don't I don't know how he how he what's this? Overnight security guard at Eagle Creek Healthcare. What are we what are we what are we making on this? Nineteen K to thirty four K per year. Woo Yeah, been there and I'll tell you what, couldn't afford shit. <laughs> yeah. Uh still I'm there, s- by the way. Still, still there, yeah, I'm shit. still there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they're in this dude's house. They're calling up their boy to come and buy back this bottle of acid yeah. and get them some money. A bunch of shit goes down. Basically, um, the cops are showing up and yeah. Connie takes off with the bottle and is running. <sighs> he gets caught. And then Ray sees the bottle just rolling oh. around. Yeah. Boy, is this an ending. Big spoily if you uh, are not seen it. Uh, yeah. It goes out on the ledge to try and scooch around and get down to it and uh, fucking falls and dies. Like, that's... That, yeah. But happy ending. We see Nick um, finally joining the therapy class and doing group therapy. Was uh, happy ending? Happy ending. He's finally in therapy. <laughs> I mean, eventually it'll be good for him, but this, I watched the whole movie. I never watched credits. Um, oh, you gotta watch the creds on this one. Because it's one of those where, like, the movie's kind of, like, still happening while the credits are going. So, like, his class is happening while the credits are going. Uh, yeah. At least for a time. And, uh, boy, is it wild. And also the song in the credits, the Iggy Pop song. Beautiful song. Oh, yeah, it's it's incredible. It's a nice dream. It's a nice dream. Death. Make me brave. Death. He just looks, it's that same look from the start that he, that he has on his face though, of just this, you know, I, I can't imagine what it's like to grow up in poverty with a developmental disability. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is clear that what he's learned, especially from Connie, are these su- survival tactics. He's yeah. aggressive. He's, you know, he pushes people off. He takes what he wants and then gets mad when it's, when someone corrects him. So he is, you know, very much portray uh, 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 developmentally a child, cognitively a child, and it is it is so good. I know uh, <laughs> this is a movie, but like real world, I'd be like, I'm so glad this this person is finally in a therapy group where they can uh, uh, receive individualized and community treatment, mm-hmm. um, and really grow within themselves in a safe environment. But of course, it's 
hard to adjust to those environments, especially if you like a character, like someone like um, Nick would, like Benny would, uh, he has put up so many fucking walls uh, mm. emotionally and mentally that when you first when he first comes in this room he looks so lost and despondent and it's heartbreaking i cried at the end of this too um yeah because it's just it's just all the 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 closing is is just them doing these games it's like Walk across the room if you've ever lied. Walk across the room if you have a friend. You know, just very basic things that you would do uh, uh, for a, a development of disability group. Just icebreakers. And I, I just... <sighs> Benny Safty, man. For the... He's probably on screen, you know, 20 minutes of the movie. But really, his expressions are just so deep. They, they yeah. really speak... He really killed this character in such a good way, and I, it, yeah, it's shocking, like how how good he is. Yeah, this it's it's a beautiful ending. Uh, it is a ultimately happy ending, but it, it is a bittersweet kind of ending. Yeah, it's finally like RP's character is in jail, and he can get the help that he needs. Well, yeah, yeah, some wild shit out here, y'all. Um, <sighs> So, what do we give this out of five? What do you What do you think? It's an RP movie. It is an RP movie, so we're going five out of five, baby. Hell, <laughs> bling bling. Yeah, yeah. I super. Uh, I recommend I, this for sure. It was a very good movie, and it's on Netflix, so you can watch it right in your own dang home in the quarantine, yeah. or if you're listening to this post quarter, if that zone even exists, um, you can just watch it normally in your home and not in quarantine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, you'd recommend it as well. Yeah? Oh, for sure. I'll probably watch yeah. it again within the week. Yeah, I kind of want to watch it again too. Just like after reading all that about how like uh, everybody where they, all their locations being public. So like all the the extras and everything not being extras, <laughs> just being normal yeah. people who are hanging out wherever they were happen to be. Um yeah, I really just, I want to watch that again. Yeah. Hell yeah. So I recommend it to myself for later, baby. <laughs> 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 All right. Um, any more thoughts on this movie? Uh, no, just watch it. Yeah, watch it. There you go. Now it's time for Scream Vomit. Oh my goodness. I have been watching uh, so, so much. Um, Let's see. I recently um, went to a a little vacation last week. Mm -hmm. Last weekend? Two weekends ago? Oh, yeah. And what happened on this vacation, Bob? On this vacation, I I became engaged. Wow. um, Engaged. I did. I proposed to Lindsay, and she said, What? And I said, will you marry me? And then she said, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you not fucking pranking me? You're not joking? What the fuck? What the fuck? Um, and yeah, uh, but the night before our, our precious and our precious engagement, 
We watched a movie from the year 2000 that I had never seen called What Women Want with Mel Gibson. Oh, okay, okay. Been and there. let me tell you. And you got some ideas. <laughs> and so you're like, I got okay, some ideas. Okay, take this right. to heart. Here's, here's one time. of the ideas. Here's one of the ideas. <laughs> never watch that goddamn movie. It sucks. <laughs> Oh, God, it blew so hard. <laughs> did you see What Men Want that came out, like, last year or the year before? No, I did not. I uh, want to watch it even know. less I now. I've seen both of them. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine What Men Want is better, <laughs> no. but, like, it's a low bar. It's also extremely bad. <laughs> <laughs> Why did it happen? I don't know. It's extremely bad. It's horrid. Oh, God, it fucking blows. Um, I watched... We were trying to find a movie uh, in in a a mid an early to mid aughts tween flick. Okay, okay. Um, very Keep much Lindsay, very much Lindsay's <laughs> mo. She was she was giving. This was the other night. She was like, "Hey, I want to watch uh, something akin to Confessions of a Teenage Drama Queen," and then listed off uh, a whole slew of other movies. Amanda Bynes flicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from like oh five, from or like oh two to the 08. one where she tries to be a man. That one, yeah. And and so we found one Lindsay had never seen called the Perfect you Man. Just watched the Twilight movies. Look, oh my God! Okay, the Twilight movies were playing a marathon when we were at the cabin <laughs> for our engagement, and I kept, I just like we just watched, we had them on the background the whole time. Twilight, it Hell rocked. Yeah. A lot, a lot. We'll do a. Tw- we should do some Twilight episodes. Okay. Uh, we we, <laughs> we watched The Perfect Man from 2005, starring Hilary Duff, and uh, I hated it. Oh yeah. I hated it. That sounds great. Don't watch it. <laughs> and then, yeah, I don't know. We watched other stuff. Last night we watched Drive, which is so fucking good. If you haven't watched it recently, watch it again because it's oh, it's baller. It's a good old. Freaking boy movie, baby. Okay. <laughs> I'm talking movies for the boys here. <laughs> the boys in the room. We're talking the three movies. You got the three Ds. You got Drive, Deep Blue Sea, and Down to Earth, starring Chris Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Where he's an angel that lives on Earth and falls in love or something. That's incredible. Yeah, I love that. What have you been watching? (laughs) Mainly uh, shows-wise, I've been watching Grace and Frankie, Uh um, which I'll say is pretty fine. There are some really cool aspects about it, but it is kind of like a a 20-minute, like, light and fluffy, like, comedy kind of show overall yeah um but it is also major queer content and um it does like you get to see older actors kind of doing a lot of things you don't normally get to see older actors doing which is cool like being sexual like there are sex scenes or like they create a vibrator together or like stuff like this yeah like these are, like, things you don't really get to see happen with, like, older actors that often. And there's some good jokes in it. But it is just kind of, like, a light and fluffy, like, show. Um, Hell yeah. 
so yeah, it's pretty good. It's fine. Um, and I've still been watching through True Blood with Goo. Yeah, I don't know. That's still good. And I did watch a movie yesterday that I liked. Um, okay. Called Handsome Devil. It's on Netflix. Um, it mm. has the guy who plays Hot Priest is in it. Um, uh-huh. And it is the cast. I'll tell you, all men. Tell me. Look right up your Bo- alley. Boy movie. <laughs> All white men, even. <laughs> Boy movie? <laughs> However, that being said, it does take place in a uh, boys' school in Ireland. So, like, what do you want? But um, <laughs> this is pretty. That's all okay, right. This sounds gay at this it point. Boys' school in Ireland. Yeah, there it's you go. Not as like gay as it sounds. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you know, the guy who plays Hot Pre- his name is Andrew Scott. Um, mm-hmm. And he is gay in real life, um, and his character is gay in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, even though the role he's most notorious for playing now is a straight man, <laughs> uh, he is gay yeah. in real life. Um, anyway, so yeah, good gay movie. I watched it with my queer group, um, and Hell it was yeah. cool. Over the internet, by the way, over Discord, nobody saw anybody in real life. Um, and yeah, handsome devil on netflix um yeah so it was like a good cute lovely flick that we just randomly like put in the search bar lgbtq movies and it came Uh up (laughs) that rules so um yeah so that was cool that's about it for me as far as what we've been watching oh yeah cool so any any closing thoughts here i got i got no closing thoughts except that we got more coming, folks. We do got more coming. Um, what's up next? First Reformed? Oh, hell yeah. Okay, next up, I'll... we're going to watch First Reformed. Um, you oh, can find it somewhere. Love it. <laughs> it's on... Uh, if you have uh, your library streaming service, Canopy, you can watch hell it on yeah. Canopy for free. It's on, like, probably, I think, uh, Amazon. It's got to be on some stuff. Either way, you should have a library card, and you should download the Canopy app, K-A-N-O-P-Y. And if you have a library card, it's free, and there's so much good stuff on there, and some of the other movies we're going to do in this little special series are going to be on there, too. Yeah. Um, Canopy rocks. So, first Reformed. Yeah. Watch that next. Yeah. So, we want to thank Thin Swimmer for our theme song. Um, Thank you. You can support him on his band camp at Thin Swimmer. Um, and you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, Letterbox, uh, etc. Um, at Screen Vomit, one word on all the things. Give us a subscribe on your podcasting app. Um, send us an email at screenvomitpod at gmail.com uh, or tweet at us with your thoughts on this movie or other movies. And um, we love you and hope that you're safe out there in the core. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, folks. Someday, I swear, we're gonna go to a place where we can do 
everything we want to. And we can pet the crocodiles. 